Welcome to this week's Progress with Unity podcast, the Sunday special. And my goodness, is it a special. Before I go any further, I'd just like to uh, read this out. Bolton Wanderers, nil. Wigan Athletic, four. What a result, what a performance, and what a day. We've got the three amigos in the studio today. Adam, Barry and Paul. How are we all doing, chaps? Very well, exactly, exactly as you would expect. Yeah, all the celebrating last night, yeah. the, the adrenaline's still pumping, so I don't actually feel hungover. Is that why you've got that, uh, I don't know, it's, it always reminds me of a of a not water bottle, but it's full of ice on top of your head. Is that for the hangover? Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. Let's just get straight into it. What I mean, what a day, what a day. Before we set off even, I, I went with the supporters club uh, coaches. Well, even before that, Paul rolled up at our house for a give me a surprise visit. Went down, got on the supporters club coaches and who popped on the coach? None other than Talal. What a fantastic start to the journey that was. Anyway, we got we got there. The stadium was buzzing. I, mean, I think it was about quarter past two by the time we got in. And there's the singing on the concourse, and it, it was uh, the atmosphere was was sort of red hot by this stage. Great atmosphere, wasn't it? In there, you know, once, once everyone started filtering down, and it's nice, isn't it, when you have away games like that? It's just absolutely packed, singing all the way through the game. Yeah, really, you know, both sets of fans to start the game off were up for it, weren't they? It was a, made for a proper local derby, but actually. It wasn't a local derby, really, was it? It was uh, it was men against boys. For me, the team, the the greatest team talk prior to that game, come from Ian Everts to Wigan Athletic, and the clown did it again, didn't he? You know, it opened his big fat gob, spouted a load of nonsense, and everybody in the country is laughing at him. Even Bolt Wonders fans are laughing at him, and all it did was. It was motivated the Latics players who played at 120% and Bolton players like scared to death, Paul. What was going on? You've, you've only got to look, haven't you? In a, you know, the first goal, five minutes, you get you, you know, the old phrase, get stuck into them. And that's exactly what we did. They, they love to do this passing sideways across the back. Don't let the back settle. Next thing you know, mistake, Wikes in, McLean puts the ball across and bang, Keno turns up 1-0. It did. I'm going back to your, your friend, Ian. From last week, Adam. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Ian Crompton. I know he's been in touch with you from Moscow, uh, sort of apologising. Uh, no, he, he, was he was out last night. He was over for the game. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, he was actually, that, that, that picture was actually from West Alton. So, he, to be fair, at least he had a drink with us after the game. So, did he come from Earth, Come over on Earth, what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were well, he was well worth his air miles, wasn't it? The trip. Yeah. So, fantastic <laughs> stuff. But, I forgot what I was going to say now. You're distracting me, but it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. I just uh, say he got it wrong. Ian got it wrong. He did get it wrong. He, did, he, he got it wrong. He got it completely wrong. Um, and I still thought I was going to say it wasn't about that. It was nothing to do with that at all. Ian, the two Ians, Ian Crompton, Ian Everett. He was mirroring what Everett was saying, weren't he? And he talks a good game, Everett. Uh, but you, when you're speaking like that on a national stage, you've got to be able to back it up. And clearly... They are not the best team in this league. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can see where if a team gives them time and space, they can they could perhaps string a few passes together. But we didn't give them time. We didn't give them space, and they didn't string any passes together. And they're absolutely not the best team in the league because we are. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I watched Quest last night, and uh, 
to, to think Ian Holloway had him as his centre-half, so he must know him quite well. And he was sort of talking in, about him in like that sort of terms as well, saying, you know, he didn't even call him Ian or Everett or Ian ever. He just said that fella gave them the best team talk that he could have given them. And, you know, so I don't think there's too much respect from Holloway towards him either. No, but we got a good, we, you know, we got a good review again, didn't we, from uh, from Quest. Radio Manchester as well, there was an expert on there yesterday, you know, giving Latics a good review. It's, it's not Radio Manchester, anyway, it's Radio Bolton, isn't it? And I understand they had two Bolton supporters on as well before yeah. you was on, Adam. Uh, they never rang me because I was ready for them. I was going to give them a mouthful. And they probably realised that, you know. Uh, the last time I was on, we spoke about the clown uh, Andrew, his name was, who, who were talking up Bolton Wonders as being the, not just the best team in League One, but the best team in in the all of the EFL. I think this is the problem with Everett. It's got the fans believing there's something they're not. Um, they're going to get spanked a few times this season. I don't think uh, he's the manager, though, yeah. I thought he was Pep. Oh, apparently they had Aguero up front, so you know it's not um, it's not too surprising to think that Pep was the manager. Yeah, well, yeah, that other one, and then you had the other one, didn't you? The uh, the, the other time you were on, when you, you basically uh, Del on missed the penalty, and you say you should never play for the club again. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So <laughs> I think there's something seriously wrong with these Bolton fans. Anyway, let's let's just have a little look at the goals. Uh, Keynes after after six minutes, it was. They he claimed Charlie White can ball that in the build-up, but it was it was shoulder, weren't it? It hit his shoulder. Uh, he yeah. did twist his body round. He didn't move his arm. He twisted his whole body. Uh, I think it was a good, uh, tenacious piece from from James McLean as well, who, who scored the ball. Fantastic easy, finish. Easy finish, yeah. In the end, wasn't it? Um, you know, I think that just showed where Bolton were. They they weren't at it at all, were they? I mean, that was very very lax uh, header back, wasn't it? week and uh we were up for it you know because people make mistakes all the time but you don't always punish them you've got to be on your toes and ready for it and we we were ready for the game and we were ready for the mistakes and we capitalized on it and it was a you know in the end it was a nice smart goal you know well well taken george johnson i mean you mentioned uh in in the preview to the game about him being athletics and that to be honest with you, I'd forgot he was playing. I didn't notice him at all during the game. Charlie White, I think he had him in his pocket. He would seem to win every header that came his way. And, you know, it was, yeah, I just felt a bit sorry for Johnston. But I didn't really because he's, you know, he's signed for Bolton Wonders and, and that's his misfortune. He could have signed for the Lassics, but he didn't choose to. And we've got two cracking centre backs there. Well, we've got three, haven't we, if you put Curtis Tilt in as well. So, what more and, and what's are just. Outstanding. Uh, so we move on to the second half then. James McLean had been getting a fair amount of stick, even during the warm-up. What a volley! What a volley that was! It's one of them where time stops still as it as it flies in, doesn't it? Even though you see the highlights of it from a completely different stand, the abiding image in, in, in your head is as the ball flies past the flailing keeper. Yeah, do you know what my abiding image is just before Adam comes in? Is James McLean sat on the floor with his arms outstretched wide and bottles raining down all around his body, and Max <laughs> Power giving the the cup tears to the Bolton fans. What an image that was! Definitely, um, 
you know, he deserved to celebrate, didn't he, in that way after the stick he got through the game. Yeah, an absolute thunderbolt of a goal. Good work as well. I think Colin Lang, uh, who worked hard all game, you know, I think his work rate basically created that chance. He shifted it out, didn't he? And then the shot was absolutely beautiful. You know, he couldn't have hit it any better. He couldn't have. And talking of Callum Lang, I mean, he put one in on 65 minutes and it was a, it was a cross, weren't it, that deflected off the keeper's leg. But, I, I bet you a pound to a pinch, a pinch of you-know-what, that Callum Lang wasn't bothered about playing in that game. I think he wanted to be in the stand with the Latics fans because <laughs> the smile on his face, he, tried, he was mobbed. And he said himself, in, didn't he, in his uh, post-game interview, he said, I just, I was just buzzing for that, that crowd and I wanted to be a part of it. And obviously, that's where that, it looked like he was trying to be after he put that. It's coming of age season, this, isn't it? Because he did really well for us in the second half of last season. But you would say that he was playing because, you know, we're in administration. Now he's playing with some really good players on merit, you know, and it, it, that's why it's it, it's taken him a long time, but it shows with patience. Obviously, he's got some great loan experiences under his belt. And you know what? He's been one of our best players this season in a really good side, you know, so... Um, and he's very versatile, which is, is a great trait to have in a team because if things are not working, you, you can always move him around and maybe not waste the substitute. Yeah, yeah. And one of our own, Paul, as the cry went up, you're one of our own. And his family was in the bottom tier with us. Like you say, he, he wanted to be in there, but I'm sure when you're on the pitch and you're hearing that, there'd be very little to match that emotionally. You know, once you get to the end of the game and you, you your sort of concentration can stop that's when the emotion can can sort of flood over him um, and you could see that in the post-match absolutely buzzing there's a great photograph of him where he's, he, he appears to be roaring like a, a lion and all the veins in his neck are sticking out and I'm not sure if that was after his goal or after the final goal for James McLean, which of course he set up, didn't he, with that with a great ball yeah. across the across the box? Yeah. So Lang Langton Langton McLean for the second goal for Wigan, Langton McLean for the fourth goal, and obviously McLean scores two, and it's McLean to Keane for the first goal. So <laughs> McLean and Lang basically. They, they, certainly wanted, they wanted to get involved in uh, moving up the assists and goal scorers <laughs> during that game. Talking about performances, I, I picked out some players here that I thought was absolutely sensational yesterday. James McLean, obviously. Tom Naylor covered every blade of grass. Jordan Cousins, before he went off the thought he was absolutely immense. Kel Watts came over afterwards. He was kissing the badge. If that lad doesn't sign in, in January, I'll be very surprised. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't come in permanently. Tendai Dariqua playing the captain's role again. He might not be the greatest player on the pitch. He's a very good player, but he's certainly a good captain. And Max Power, for not only playing so well at right-back, but slotting into midfield as well. Would you agree with us? Would you add anybody else into that mix? Yeah. I, I'd, who do you not throw into that mix? I, I mean... Amos. Basically, Amos. yeah, exactly. There's one name that doesn't stand out as having a great game yesterday and that's the keeper because he had not much to do. You know, all the all the rest of them were, were, were absolutely well, bang on bang on the money. Well, like again, you know, you know, yeah. battering on up there, wasn't he? You know, he, he didn't get all the, the credit yesterday because he didn't get on the score sheet, but his work rate and you know the I mean he was the one who hunted it down, wasn't he, for the first goal and yeah. 
you know, that, that's the goal, isn't it? You score an early goal in a derby away from home and it, it changes the whole complexion of the game. So Yeah, it settles you down, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, one of the, one of the concerns coming from the game, though, was uh, for me, was Jordan Cousins going off injured. I don't know if it was an hamstring or a thigh strain, but it looked like one or the other. And a player we haven't mentioned, though, who came on, Tom Pierce, uh, slotted in. We sh- shuffled around a little bit. And, and we were talking before we started recording, Adam, that you actually believe it, it sort of improved us slightly. Yeah, well, I think I think powers. I think cousins and nail are, are very similar in the, the their outlook of the game, and um, and I think power offers something a little bit different, maybe in his range of passing, spotting a pass, you know, spotting a runner. But I think Pierce gives us that balance as well. Uh, so I don't think it's going to harm us. I, what I would say is that I think Bayless is going to have to step up because he might be needed in the next uh, few weeks while Cousins is out because we don't have an abundance of players who can sit in that centre midfield role, do we? So I bet Bayless might get a few minutes in the next few weeks and you know maybe even Scott Smith getting onto the bench possibly as well because, we, like I said, we've not got a lot of players in that central midfield area. Great trouble. Do we need to talk about it? Just don't really. I mean, it's disappointing, isn't it, really, in this day and age, you're getting things thrown at you. But, and hopefully the perpetrators will be brought to justice and I don't think it's really giving them her time. Is They're not worth it are they and, and that's on you know on both sides you know if any Wigan fans misbehaved as well you know we don't want people like that at football matches do we so um, yeah that's that's all I want to say on I it. mean I, I, I just could not understand the Bolton fans who obviously are there week in week out going to be quite easily identified by the club and, and then banned I was like what on earth are you playing at irrespective of the, the fact that the behaviour is out of order, the stupidity of doing it in those circumstances, it just magnifies it for me. The, the one point on, on the crowd that I would make was the immaculate observance of the minutes applause for the um, Bolton player that had passed away during the week. Because that was a that was it was observed spot on right around the ground. Uh referee, I thought he did okay. Everett weren't so pleased with him. Ended up getting booked. Uh, the only the only downside was my brother-in-law had two pound on us to win five nil, and <laughs> when he only added two minutes on at the end of full time, he was he was uh, he was cursing somewhat because he thought we could have snatched that fifth goal. And it was I don't know what odds they were, but I, I should imagine there'd have been something like about hundred and twenty to one. Yeah, there was absolutely unquestionably a, a, a political influence in that two minutes added on decision, wasn't there? There was nobody left in the ground, Paul, so it didn't really yeah. matter. And and you know we, we all six subs were were deployed, so it's yeah. you know under any circumstances two minutes is a bit shy, irrespective of the time that we wasted while the uh, kindergarten corner were throwing the toys out the pram, you know, and that was a good few minutes. The stats from the game: the only stats we need to bother about is Bolton Wanderers goals zero, Wigan Athletic goals four, and I think that's all we need to know about the stats. So we never it- can. Take his passing stats and stick them with us on Don't Shine. <laughs> PWU listeners, man of the match winner, James McLean in first place. To be quite honest with you, the second place one really tickles me, Ian Everett. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that's genuine votes for it. So James McLean wins it anyway. Bolton, forget all about them now until we meet them later in the season, whenever that is. FA Cup draw today. What I was... Uh, Worried about was pulling either Bolton or Sunderland because I'm sick of all the bloody garbage going on between the two 
clubs when we've uh, you know we've been coming up to play them, but we're not. We've drawn Solly Hull Moors from the from the National League, but they have a Wigan Athletic. Well, they don't have a Wigan Athletic con- connection. Well, they do. They have an unsavoury Wigan Athletic connection. The chairman of Solly Hull Moors, Daryl Eels, is actually a director of Wigan Rugby League Club. And he was part of the consortium that were trying to buy the stadium and not the Latics. So I think we should put a full-strength team out against them just to stick it up to Daryl. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the the, uh, the beats, they won yesterday, they beat Hereford. That would have been a nice one, wouldn't it? Hereford to uh, first, was it the first ever football league game, wasn't it, Hereford? Yeah, nil apiece, 1978, yeah. August, Edgar Street. Yeah, they're not a bad side though, Solihull. Uh, you know, I don't think I think this day and age, you, you you know, you can't just turn up and next. You know, they are professional sides, aren't they? They're not they're not like also runs anymore, are they? The Terrace Life competition, the kitten mug combo that we ran on our Twitter account, has been won by Tommy the Tick. Details have been passed over to Terrace Life and Tommy. They'll be getting in touch with you. Congratulations on that one. Also, congratulations to friend of the podcast and American USA-based Latics sort of legend, really, Will Jones, who married his uh, his sweetheart, as they say over in the states, married his sweetheart Paige yesterday, and he's coming to Wigan for his honeymoon next week. So I promised to get them a couple of Wigan kebabs as. Uh, uh, a wedding present from the Progress of Unity podcast. So he's looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to meeting Paige. So, with another big game on Tuesday, Milton Keynes Dons are in town, started the season in fine, fine form. So the Latics have got some great deals on to attract people down to get behind the lads again. Adult £20, over 65 is 15 18 to 21 is 15 under 18 is a tenner, under 12 is just a fiver. And for your under fives, if you can stop up that late, £2. Fantastic ticket prices. Let's give the lads a real good backing on Tuesday. We can uh, build on that three points we picked up over up at Orich. So let's go into the ref watch for the MK Dons game then. So the ref will be 50-year-old Lincolnshire official Darren Drysdale. And this will be his sixth Latics game. His last one was the 5-0 drubbing by Blackpool back in January. He's a sergeant in the RAF, and this season, Drysdale has taken charge of nine games, issuing 35 yellows, two reds, and awarding one penalty. And that's Darren Drysdale, who is the ref for Tuesday. Just one point about Darren Drysdale that people may remember. Last year, he was in charge of the Ipswich Town versus Northampton Town game down at Portman Road, when Alan Judge ran into the area and took a dive. Drysdale blew for a free kick for Northampton. Judge went up to him, started pointing in his face, and Drysdale stuck his head into Judge. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, so that's the guy. And then he refereed us not long after, after that game against Blackpool, which we know what happened there as well. Yeah, it wasn't the best game, was it? Sorry for jumping in there. I just recall that. Anyway, on to the history. There's not a lot of history. It's certainly no Berry or Bolton, is it? Uh, we've only played MK on six times. Uh, we've won four, lost one, which I think was the fixture last year from memory at their place, and making one draw. The first meeting came in the FA Cup third round in 2014 
Uh, that was a 3-3 draw at the DW. Uh, and we won the replay uh, 3-1 at Stadium NK. Uh, just starting what was probably the best uh, attempted defence at a, a, an FA Cup ever. Uh, and obviously led to that famous day at the uh, Etihad where we won 2-1. So, um, yeah, a bit of, bit of history there. Uh, the league meetings have all been in League One with Latics clocking up three wins to one defeat. Uh, we beat them uh, very comfortably at the DW last season with goals from Johnston. I think that was the game he played in midfield from memory. Callum Lang and Dodu. Scott Wine is MK Don's leading scorer. He's got six goals and two assists. Uh, they spread the goals around, though. They've got seven players on the score sheet. Paris, I think that's Troy Paris, I think. Uh, and uh, Aza, or Aza. Uh, and it does say on here 23 each, but I'm actually presuming it's three each. Or I think they'd be absolutely uh, storming the league uh, by now. They lost the last two games against Doncaster and Shrewsbury. They were near the bottom and they've not won in the league since the 25th of September when they beat Wickham 1-0, albeit that would have that was an impressive win. Uh, they scored 21 uh, but conceded 16, so it sounds like they're an entertaining side. Very interesting coach, uh, probably not very well known to the Wigan fans. 36-year-old Liam Manning is the former head coach of a Belgian club, Lamel who is now part of the Manchester City uh, group uh, of clubs uh, for another little side note to that. So that's the uh, that's the MK Dons preview. Yeah, just a point on Scott Twine before I forget. He has a bit of history against us. It, they signed him from Swindon Town, who got relegated at the end of the last season. And if you remember the last game of last season, when we had that, that referee who was about 97... Uh, from Preston, he couldn't keep up with play. He had an awful game, sent Curtis Tilt off. Well, Scott Twine actually scored two goals in that game, the 59th minute, and uh, which put them back in the match, and in the 90th minute, which won them the match. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of bit of in, bit of history with us there, Scott Twine. The coach is currently manager of the month as well. Yeah, I don't think they've won since. <laughs> Good, yeah, it usually happens, doesn't it? Um, yeah. The latest odds coming out via Paddy Power and Odds Checker. Latics are evens for the game. The draw is 12 to 5, and MK Dons are 5 to 2. And I've picked a, a few score lines out 2 0 to the Latics, 9 to 1. A goalless draw is 10 to 1. MK Dons have scored in every game this season by Saturday. That was the first time they've not scored in a game. Uh, MK Dons to win 2 1 is 12 to 1, but my pick. My pick for this is Elastic's 3-0, and that's 18-1. to 1. Right, Paul, do you want to set us off with some uh, predictions? I think you're just saying there that they this is the first clean sheet against them on Saturday. So they're used to scoring, and, and of course, nobody's kept a clean sheet against us yet. So I'm going to go with goals, and I will go 4-1 Latics. Adam? Team selection, I don't think there'll be any changes. Uh, well, there'll be the one obvious change because uh, no changes from the side that, uh, if you like, finished again with Pierce coming on at left back and obviously Max Power in midfield, Derek were at right back. I don't think that's going to affect us at all. As I said before, I think it's actually could be a positive. I'm going to go for a 3 1 Wigan win. My pick is 3 0. I'm with 
thoughts behind it are they've scored 21 the same as us, but they've, they have conceded quite a few, the 16, and their goal difference is just plus five. I think they're a little bit too expansive. We'll pick them up and um, we don't concede. We just don't concede goals because we're, we're brilliant. We're the best team in the league. There you go. Straight out of Ian Everts, uh, out to be a football manager. Best team in the world. Best team in the world. We are, Adam. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> so I'm going to go for, uh, yeah, a 3-0 Latics win. Liam Richardson loves playing mind games uh, with team selections and, and different things. He, he loves it. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jordan Cousins, who limped off on Saturday, isn't actually... Back in the team on Tuesday, because if you remember, what more we all thought, what more was going to be out a couple of weeks back, and he, you know, he went off and he did play. So I would not be surprised in, in the slightest if you know we lined up exactly the same way we started the game against Bolton. Yeah, but, but maybe though, if he's not hundred percent, you could argue that that's probably one of the few mistakes that Richardson's made this season because. For me, Watmore wasn't really, he didn't look right that day, did he, against Sheffield Wednesday? You know, it was his, probably his worst game of the season. So, given the fact we have got cover, I don't know if it's worth risking him anyway, because it's a long season ahead. Um, so, even if he is kind of got a chance of playing, I'd probably rather leave him out and uh, give him a bit of a rest. Yeah, he must be close to the suspension as well because he picked another booking up, didn't he, Jordan Cousins? And yeah, it's, yeah it's that's an new, it's a new Sam Morsey, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? It did look like he might have been injured to try and avoid picking up a booking, didn't it, at, at one point? Yeah, it did indeed. But let me just, before we finish, how good was uh, Saturday? It was absolutely oh. brilliant. Yeah, class. Is well, it, it's, it'll be years before you get a, an away day of that quality, won't it? And that tells exactly how good it was. Well, I thought Sacrington was a special day. You know, first time we've been there in the league. Not for the club, obviously, because we went last season, but no fans. First time fans have been in the league. And, and we put in a performance there as well. But yesterday was... Top, top three for that. me. Yeah, it surpassed like, it. Top three for me, Larry. That. Top three all-time away games that I've been to for me. So the Bolton game, Hull City in the Premier League, 5-0, and the uh, the eight. Eight, was it eight nil or seven nil at Oxford? Eight nil. Yeah, no, the, the one nil away at Stoke wasn't a bad away game either. It was my yeah. favourite away game was May, May the uh, May the eleventh, twenty thirteen, <laughs> Wembley Stadium. <laughs> that's new. That's new to Barry. Yeah, you're still away from Wigan. <laughs> it's a long way from Wigan, and you couldn't get back on train. <laughs> no. Absolutely, absolutely buzzing, and I think we all are. It's safe to say we're looking forward to Tuesday. Get down, please get down and get behind the lads. We're on the crest of a wave. Let's let's follow them all the way, all Barry, the way to the title. Final uh, question, Barry, before you go, with it being a, a cold night, will you be bringing your sausages? I, I'm at that stage now uh, where I've started taking Oxo because I've run out to a little story about Bovril. I used to take a lot of Bovril. I took one earlier in the season. My tummy was a bit off for a couple of days after. I looked at the date of the Bovril and it was six months out of date. So, so that ended up in the bin. No more bovrilling. I can't seem to buy it anywhere. So I've gone on to Oxo. So I double up on the Oxo. Lots of pepper. It's just as good, if not better. No, no but, sausage. But it's getting close to sausage season. 
And my missus says uh, she's been making puns about me uh, juggling my sausages. So uh, yeah. it, but they very well could see a first outing of the season in, in, on Tuesday. Yeah, and a, a, another very important update as well before we finish. That despite it being a, a fantastic stadium, the toilets were nowhere near as good as the quality of uh, Gillingham's as the resident toilet connoisseur on the podcast. Denise Charles. We'll love that because she loves your toilet reviews. Toilet talk. <laughs> Don't get too petty. Right, on that note, roll on Tuesday. Up the ticks. Come on. Come on. Come on.